Good morning. <clears throat> oh, I'm sitting at the table today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here we morning. go. So where am I too much that way? There we are. Does it look okay? It looks like right there. Morning Sue. Yo yo. Morning Clayton. Morning Sarah. Hey. We we're in chapters twenty-nine to thirty-one of job. 29 to 31. So this is in the middle of his discourse, isn't it? From Bildad, the Shuhite, in response to his chat. Ooh. Oh. Looks like another lovely day today. The roofers were saying yesterday that it's quite hard handling the tiles. Everything is black. The tiles are black, the felt is black, the lead is dark gray, absorbing the heat. He said, when you get home and have a shower, your hands burn in the shower because all your pores are open, I think, from touching the hot stuff. Yeah. So he's like, I prefer this to rain, obviously. <laughs> Can imagine a worse job to do in the rain, isn't it? It's a roofer. Morning, Abby. Yeah. It's the VR. Yeah. Ooh. But they're getting on with the job. Job 29 to 31. Yo, Josh Clark. How's it going, bro? Are you traveling? It's Thursday. Maybe you work from home towards the end of the week. Good to see you. Cool town. <clears throat> good uh, looks, some good pictures on uh, Facebook from that. Okay, here we go. Job 29 in the middle, carrying on. So Job continued his discourse. How I long for the months gone by, for the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone upon my head and, his, and by his light I walked through darkness. Oh, for the days when I was in my prime, when God's intimate friendship blessed my house, when the Almighty was still with me and my children were around me, when my path was drenched with cream and the rock poured out from me streams, for me streams of olive oil. When I went to the gate of the city and took my seat in the public square, <clears throat> the young men saw me and stepped aside, and the old men rose to their feet. The chief men refrained from speaking and covered their mouths with their hands. The voices of the nobles were hushed, and their tongues stuck to the roof of their mouth. Whoever heard me spoke well of me, and those who saw me commended me, because I rescued the poor who cried for help, and the fatherless who had none to assist him. The man who was dying blessed me, I made the widow's heart sing. I put on righteousness as my clothing, justice was my robe and my turban. I was eyes to the blind, I was feet to the lame, 
I was a father to the needy. I took up the case of the stranger. I broke the fangs of the wicked and snatched the victims from their teeth. I thought I shall die in my own house, my days as numerous as the grains of sand. My roots will reach to the water and the dew will lie all night on my branches. My glory will remain fresh in me and bow ever new in my hand. Or the bow ever new in my hand. Men listened to me expectantly, waiting in silence for my counsel. After I had spoken, they spoke no more. My words fell gently on their ears. They waited for me as for showers and drank in my words as the spring rain. When I smiled at them, they scarcely believed it. The light of my face was precious to them. I chose the way for them and sat as their chief. I dwelt as a king among his troops. I was like one who comforts mourners. But now they mock me, men younger than I, whose fathers I would have disdained to put with my sheepdogs. Of what use was the strength of their hands to me, since their vigour had gone from them? Haggard from want and hunger, they roamed the parched land in desolate wastelands at night. In the brush they gathered salt herbs, and their food was the root of the broom tree. They were banished from their fellow men, shouted at as if they were thieves. They were forced to live in the dry stream beds, among the rocks in the holes in the ground. They brayed among the bushes and huddled in the underbrush. A base and nameless brood, they were driven out of the land. And now their sons mock me in song. I have become a byword among them. They detest me and keep their distance. They do not hesitate to spit in my face. Now that God has unstrung my bow and afflicted me, they throw off restraint. Excuse me, in my presence. On the right, the tribe attacks. They lay snares for my feet. They build their siege ramps against me. They break up my road. They succeed in destroying me without anyone's help. They advance as though a gaping breach. Oh, sorry. They advance as through a gaping breach. Amid the ruins, they come rolling in. Terrors overwhelm me. My dignity is driven away as by the wind. My safety vanishes like a cloud. And now my life ebbs away. Days of suffering grip me. Night pierces my bones. My gnawing pains never rest. In his great power, God becomes like clothing to me. He binds me like the neck, like the neck of my garment. He throws me into the mud and I am reduced to dust and ashes. I cry out to you, O God, but you do not answer. I stand up, but you merely look at me. You turn on me ruthlessly. With the might of your hand, you attacked me. You sn snatch me up and drive me before the wind. You toss me about in the storm. I know you will bring me down to death, to the place appointed for all the living. Surely no one lays a hand on a broken man when he cries for help in his distress. Have I not wept for those in trouble? Has not my soul grieved for the poor? Yet when I hoped for good, evil came. When I looked for light, then darkness came. The churning inside me never stops. Days of suffering confront me. I go about blackened, but not by the sun. I stand up in the assembly and cry for help. I have become a brother of jackals, a companion of owls. My skin grows black and peels. My body burns with fever. My harp is tuned to mourning, and my flute to the sound of wailing. I made a covenant with my eyes, not to look lustfully at a girl. For what is man's lot from God above, his heritage from the Almighty on high? Is it not the ruin, not ruin for the wicked, disaster for those who do wrong? Does he not see my ways and count my every step? If I have walked in falsehood, or my foot has hurried after deceit, let God weigh me in honest scales, and he will know that I am blameless. 
if my steps have turned from the path, if my heart has been led by my eyes, or if my hands had been defiled, then may others eat what I have sown, and may my crops be uprooted. If my heart has been enticed by a woman, or if I have lurked at my neighbor's door, then may my wife grind another man's grain, and may other men sleep with her. For that would have been shameful, a sin to be judged. It is a fire that burns the destruction. It would have uprooted my harvest. If I have denied justice to my manservant and maidservants when they had grievance against me, what will I do when God confronts me? What will I answer when called to account? Did not he who made me in the womb make them? Did not the same one form us both within our mothers? If I have denied the desires of the poor or let the eyes of the widow grow weary, if I have kept my bread to myself, not sharing it with the fatherless, but from my youth I reared him as I would a father, and from my birth I guided the widow. If I have been anyone per- if I have seen anyone perishing for lack of clothing, or a needy man without a garment, and his heart did not bless me, for warming him with the fleece from my sheep, if I have raised my hand against the fatherless, knowing that I had influence in court, then let my arm fall from the shoulder, let it be broken off at the joint. For I dreaded destruction from God, and for fear of his splendor I could not do such things. If I have put my trust in gold, or said to pure gold, you are my security. If I have rejoiced over my great wealth and fortune, sorry, the fortune my hands had gained. If I have regarded the sun in its radiance, or the moon moving in splendor, so that my heart was secretly enticed, and my hand offered them a kiss of homage, then, the, then, also, then these also would be sins to be judged, for I would be unfaithful to God on high. If I have rejoiced at my enemy's misfortune or gloated over the trouble that came to him, I have not allowed my mouth to sin by invoking a curse against his life. If the men of my household would ever said, have ever said, sorry, if the men in my household have never said, who has not had his fill of Job's meat? But no stranger had to spend the night in the street, for my door was always open to the traveller. If I have concealed my sin as men do, by hiding my guilt in my heart, because I so feared the crowd and so dreaded the contempt of the clans, that I kept silent and would not go outside. Oh, that I had someone to hear me. I sign now my defence. Let the Almighty answer me. Let my accuser put his indictment in writing. Surely I would wear it on my shoulder. I would put it on like a crown. I would give him an account of every step, like a prince I would approach him. If my land cries out against me and in and all its furrows are wet with tears. If I have devoured its yield without payment or broken the spirit of its tenants, then let briars come up instead of wheat and weeds instead of barley. The words of Job are ended. Well, cool, cool. There we are. Um, yeah, so that, that's, that's this whole discourse that after Bildad comes up. Um, so in that, maybe what is surprising is a lot of talk about about how he has lived do you know the the friends that are saying like um part of your comfort job is that you can look to your you can look to your good works but there is no comfort for them is there um they they a thing isn't it is that the innocent never suffer you always suffer because of something that you've done that's their that's one of their things isn't it <clears throat> but job goes through all of this he was someone who um who loved the church family and who cared for the church family and did hospitality and all all these things. He can say, yeah, I did look after the fatherless and the widow. I upheld justice. I rescued people from the wicked. There is, it looks like in that, you know, there's two kinds of righteousness, isn't it? The one between us and him 
a vertical righteousness that Jesus gives us so that we're righteous in his sight. But then there's a, a righteousness that's horizontal between us, um, us as his people, uh, the love your neighbor sort of righteousness. And it's that righteousness here that he, he says that equation of um, sin equals suffering um, is not really the case. He is, he's loved Jesus, wanted to live for Jesus, wanted to be holy like Jesus in all of his dealings with his neighbor. Um, but the innocent do suffer. Uh, that's Jesus' life, isn't it? Uh, there's no comfort in, in reeling out our own righteousness. Um, the comfort is in the who, yeah, is in that Jesus, he was innocent of everything, and he suffered, and we are his followers. Um, and so, like Sam was saying last night in it, that, um, yeah, the way that we're going to, to change and to grow is that God will instruct us, teach us, discipline us through trials and suffering. Um, yeah. So Peter says, don't, he? don't be surprised at the trials you're facing. Don't be surprised. Yes, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, yeah. Go to the who, not for the why door. Um, get, get with him today. Um, and, but don't be surprised. Yeah, but look to him for help. Yeah. Have a great day today. Whatever you're going through, yeah, whatever, um, whatever pains you and whatever makes you cry, um, pray that you find help in Jesus today. God bless you, and I'll see you, God willing, tomorrow morning. Take care. Ta-da.